Our message this morning comes from the book of Acts, chapter 22, uh, verses 1 through 13. Hear the word of God. Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense. When they heard Saul speak to them in Aramaic, they became very quiet. And then he said, I'm a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city. I studied, 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 studied under Gamaliel and was thoroughly trained in the law of our ancestors. I was just as zealous for God as any are of you today. I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison as the high priest and all the council can themselves testify. I even obtained letters from them to their associates in Damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. About noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting, he replied. My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. What shall I do, Lord, I asked. Get up, the Lord said, and go into Damascus. There you will be told all that you have been assigned to do. My companions led me by the hand into Damascus because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. At that very moment, I was able to see him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. There's a, a southern saying um, when we get upset with each other, you, you look a little cross. And I think a lot of times, um, no matter what our exposure is to the cross of Christ, um, sometimes the loudest volume is turned up on God's anger. And that's what makes me so thankful for this Lenten study that we've embarked on called Savior because it helps us to see the cross as, as a kaleidoscope of messages to us. Um, and the one I want to focus on today is that of reconciliation. The Apostle Paul is a, a complex human being in the Scriptures, but the truth of the matter is we all are. And what I have gained through his witness in Scripture is at the center of his belief in God and our life together, it is reconciliation. That is his message through his testimony here of encountering the living Christ on the way to Damascus and meeting Ananias when he received his sight. It is not just being reconciled to God, it's being reconciled to one another. 
on the road this week, there was a, a bumper sticker on the car behind me that, that said TGIF. And it wasn't, thank God it's Friday. Underneath it said, thank God I'm forgiven. And the light turned green and the car took off. And I thought, you know, I think that's what a lot of us think of when it comes to reconciliation. I'm forgiven and I'm going to move on. And it made me think, you know, if that sticker was on the front of the car and wherever that car parked, because they were forgiven, they would begin to treat other human beings with the love of God, with service and language and gestures that would be more fitting of what Jesus has done on the cross for us all. Paul spells out what reconciliation looks like and feels like in his letter to Philemon, that Onesimus and Philemon are to make that relationship right. There's something that both of them have to embrace about the cross in order to see one another. Paul says the same thing to those uh, weird and wonderful Christians at Corinth. He says, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of, did you hear that? Us, gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. He goes on to say that I was born in Tarsus. I was brought up in this city. I, stu I studied under Gamaliel. He starts dropping names. I've been around. I know people. I've been to the highest universities. I've been around the block. And he said, there came this moment in my life, even when I was heading in the wrong direction, that God's grace invaded me. And because of that grace, I'm new. And I'm living in a new way, both in relationship with God and people. This is, his, this is his testimony. This is his message. The puzzle pieces. Paul was beating people, killing people, standing by while Stephen was stoned, imprisoning the wrong people. He was taking pieces of life's puzzle as he knew them and trying to make them fit and pressing them in and could not see the, the bigger picture. But his encounter with Christ and Ananias was a moment of grace in his life. Jesus would say in his ministry that I was hungry and I was naked and I was sick and I was in prison and you fed, and you clothed, and you healed, and you visited me. 
But he also says, I was hungry and I was naked and I was sick and I was in prison and you did not feed me or clothe me or heal me or visit me. You know, we talk about the umbrella of grace that, that God has brought through Jesus Christ. But the purpose of the umbrella of grace is for us to be reconciled, not just to God, but to each other. It wasn't just on Saul's side that he needed reconcile, reconciling. It was also Ananias who was spoken to, to go and meet this man, Saul, and to pray for him. And when he began to say, do you know who this man is and the harm that he's caused, he was still told to go. I believe we are to invite the Holy Spirit to help us to imagine what reconciliation could look like in our lives, not just under this roof, but those at home and, and in our city and in our nation and our world. There has to be a willingness, or else we could just be like that car with the bumper sticker on the back, I thank God I'm forgiven, and to just fly away. I know that in my own life, even the third day of walking with Jesus, I got a phone call from somebody I had some pretty ugly words for and hung up on. They called me seven years later to say, thank you for taking time to read the Bible with me. One other person that I worked with four years ago did the same, and I'm a Christian today. And three-day-old Neil just listened. I didn't understand. I just listened. And what God was doing in that moment was reconciling my faults, my, my immaturity, my way of seeing the green light and just pulling out of relationships. About 10 years ago, I was um, serving at a funeral. A really large group of uh, family and friends were gathering. I wasn't even truly serving the service, but I was asked to read Scripture, and I had driven a ways to be there. And as I made my way around the room just introducing myself and learning names and faces, um, I came across this couple, and the gentleman said, uh, I said, my name's Neil. And he said, I know. I said, you do? <laughs> I said, how, how do we know each other? And he said his name. And I thought, oh, my God, I hung up on him, too. He was somebody that had called our house, and I was really feeling myself that day. And I said some things and hung up on him. And so there was an opportunity to make things right, as uncomfortable and humiliating as it felt in the moment. Um, I found myself and the words to make that right and to say that, yes, uh, I was a very protective son back then. And the truth is, I, I still am. When I moved here to Tallahassee, um, 
we, um, we unloaded our, our things into the house, and it's not too far from where I lived in high school. And I remember uh, driving through the neighborhood, and I, I looked up at the top of the driveway, and uh, there was my former stepfather. We hadn't spoken since the divorce uh, my senior year of high school. Um, he was kind enough to send me a graduation card, but I, I couldn't accept it. You, you could say that I, I hung up the envelope, if you could hang up an envelope. And um, just carried that with me. And I'm sure my, my girls, every time we drove by, would think, boy, Daddy sure likes that uh, wreath on their door. <laughs> um, but I knew in my heart that um, there were some things I needed to make right. And I began to invite God to help me um, with an opportunity, with the words. And, and I would say that uh, when you ask God for help, um, sometimes it gets even harder. Um, because I suddenly remembered that on a hot summer night, I saw that the, there was a package of 18 eggs for sale at Publix. And I proceeded to drive right to his house and, and just pelt a shiny black car with eggs on a hot summer night. So two weeks ago, as my children and I are driving, I, I see him. And I pull over and I roll down the windows. And I don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> and I just said his name. And I said my name. And he said, I, I, I recognize your voice. And I, I get out. And I go and I, I put my hand out. And he puts his arms out. And, uh, and then I pull him aside. And I said, you know, I, would, I was so angry back then. I said, I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. All I knew to do was to pull away. And... Uh, yeah, I, I egged your car pretty good back then. And you know what his words were? He said, I was 17 too. <laughs> and uh, he hugged me again. And he just said, I love you. I missed you. I introduced him to my children. And then he walked me up the driveway. And he introduced me to his, and to his wife. You know, we talked of barbecuing together. Um, and, and I ex began to share more of my story with my, my children and shared with my wife when I got home. Um, it is not a pretty bow. Um, it doesn't make everything right, but it is a, a new start. And it takes years for some of us. And if somebody has done you harm, that may not be the person you need to reach out to. But Paul says that our embrace of our cross and picking it up and following him is, is not only to be forgiven and going to heaven someday. We are to work these relationships out by God's grace here. It is the purpose of the umbrella of grace. It's not that we're let off the hook. It's so that we can lean in 
that we can be a new people in the world, that we could set a better example for our children and our grandchildren. I want to encourage you to pay attention to opportunities to reconcile. Um, Leading up to that moment in the driveway, I, I still shrugged two opportunities, one in a grocery store and one on a walk. But that third opportunity, I I did lean in. You know, Paul says to um, the church uh, to greet each other with a holy kiss, and yet we see in this moment there's no kissing going on between him and Ananias, but Ananias is beside him. Ananias is there to give grace. Ananias is there so that he can receive his sight. And Ananias uses new language to call him his brother. I believe in this moment Paul's puzzle pieces of God and religion of the world suddenly begin to take shape. And he sees the bigger picture that he will need to be this missionary, that the biggest missionary we've ever known. The scriptures say that scales fell from his eyes that day. I think they are scales of judgment. I believe that Paul had new eyes with a deep sense of humility and through Ananias' presence, even kinship. Not everybody is going to appreciate or want you and I to reconcile with one another. Our old self, our sinful self, wants to pull out and hit the gas. But we're to be more than just forgiven. We're to be reconciled. Verse 13 says it best. Paul says that at that very moment, I was able to see Ananias. I think that is the fruit of reconciliation. We begin to see one another, maybe even for the first time. Let us pray. God, I thank you that the cross is heavy, and I thank you that that you and your love for us And the grace that you've given does the heavier lifting. So God, give us an imagination that can picture what making things right really looks and may feel like. Give us opportunities and the grace to start over again and again and again. That we would follow after you who is the resurrection and also the life. It's in Jesus' name we all pray saying, amen and amen.